live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, guys. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez. But you knew that. You knew that. And now, guys, one of the things that Nashville is known for, of course, is country music and Americana music, and we certainly have plenty of that in this show. But less known is the incredible alt-pop scene that is also around here, guys. And today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, may just be one of the best talents representative of these uh, sounds of Nashville. Hadley Canary, guys. Hadley Canary, incredible artist. If you like 90s rocker chicks like Courtney Love and Fiona Apple, you are going to love Hadley Canary, guys. Hadley is from the Chicago area, although she moved around the country quite a bit. Uh, and she is now obviously in Nashville and she has created her own sound, guys. Just phenomenal stuff. And, uh, you know, she actually re- has had a couple of really huge hits this year. One of them, the hardest part, uh, Buzzworthy, she did with friend of the show, Brie Kennedy. And she just also released Orbit, which is so catchy. If you have any pulse, you will not stop playing it, guys. Just an absolute inspirational alt-pop song. She came with it after running into an ex at a party, so we definitely talk about it. A little nostalgic, hopeful, makes you dance, you know, all the good stuff that we love to feel in good pop, guys. And what can I tell you about Hadley? I mean, 300,000 plus streams on Spotify alone, editorial playlist in the biggest playlists in the in the country. She is uh, one of the most um, respected artists in, uh, in, in Nashville. She's in radio station Lightning 100 constantly. People love her. She was described by Pop Matters magazine as... And I quote, one part pop starlet, one part wandering troubadour. She is an artist songwriter without a doubt, guys, that you will love. So make sure to check her out at HadleyCanary.com. Start with Orbit, which is her latest single. You're going to freaking love it, guys. And uh, we welcome you to the show. We welcome Hadley to the show. She shared some great stories with us. And she plays Flip the Tune. We know you guys love Flip the Tune. We've been getting messages about it. So here it is. It's back Flip the tune with Hadley Canary. Without further ado, guys, this is our great, great interview with Hadley. Enjoy. Hello, Hadley. how are you? How are you? Hadley Canary. Wow, there you are. Good to see you. Super Thanks so much for having me. Oh my God, Hadley, we've been waiting a long time to meet you. I, you know, I, I gotta tell you, no, really, I love your song Orbit, and uh, I Thank mean, the you. hardest part among many more, you know, you know, Hadley, so, bur- so burned out on music that sucks, on crappy music, that when you hear something good, you just gotta go and talk about it, you know, I have <laughs> listeners, I have a responsibility here, Hadley. Fair enough, well, thank you so much for listening, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely, so tell me a bit about this new song that I like so much, it's called Orbit, and what I like about your story, and, and we'll get into it in a little bit, People should know you've been songwriting since you're like 14. And this song, yeah. you just captured that rough space, that awkwardness after a breakup, after a divorce. Was this from like a real life experience, Hatley? Uh, it was kind of, it was from like a, 
so I, I wrote the song about running into an ex at a party and it had happened a couple of times with like a couple of different people like within the like I think maybe within a few weeks of each other between me running into someone and then I talked to a friend about it and we were just talking about the weird phenomenon of like having of like literally watching a relationship change in front of you and mm. this uh, her, like someone who is so important to you at some point now just being this like still being this functional person in front of you and just being like <laughs> that was then this yeah. is now it's all I weird know. but it's all part of the the experience of moving on you know uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you captured it perfectly in, in, a, in an upbeat way, if that's possible. But, you know, Hadley, what I, what I love about you, and it became clear in research, is that you always had such great confidence in yourself from early on. You know, like uh, most kids, they don't know anything at 14, at 16. You know, you don't know. You don't believe in yourself enough. I mean, you don't know. But you always seemed to have this belief that, that you were strong enough to overcome all the doubters, you know, from Winnicott, Boston, and anywhere in between. Oh, thanks. I, it's definitely a, a work in progress still today, for sure. And I, I definitely had my, I think part of the reason I started writing songs is because I wasn't very confident in how I felt and how I, you know, it, it took a little bit of, uh, a little, little bit of digging to get to my, my gut instinct. And so I think that's why I started, like, I've been journaling pretty much ever since I could write, like, somewhat well. And then yeah. I, like started writing songs when I was in high school just to try and like figure my stuff out on paper and in song. And so I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. So you started in high school writing then? Yeah, I, um, I got a guitar, I think when I was like 10 and 10, right. I, um, I started writing songs probably when I was 14 or 15, maybe. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. And now you're like such a great songwriter. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. So before we go any further with, with your life, which is fascinating, you know, you got to tell me about the song Potential, right? Because the first song, yeah. it's the first song we got hooked into from you. And uh, first of all, I mean, some people say you're a pop artist, Hadley. I personally, I consider you're so deep and layered that you have this unique sound. It's, it's you just, you just can't describe it. It's way beyond pop. It's way beyond anything. Do you mm -hmm. consider like this pop, like, like, how would you describe your sound? Hadley? I... It's interesting you ask that because I feel like I, from one project to the next, it's always a little bit different. Um, lately, I've been calling it kind of like left of center songwriter pop. Um, you know, still girl with guitar meets drum, drum loops and synthesizers. And, you know, I think genre is um, a very, it's a very like approachable, it's a way to like understand our, the different types of music that are out there. But I think the beauty about you know, how much immediate access we have to music right now is that like people can tailor their tastes to so like, like small niches and like also like have access to just like understand or to listening to a bunch of different types of music. So we have the opportunity as artists to get as specific or broad or like dip in, as we want to or dip into a bunch of different genres. And so for me, like Orbit's definitely one of the more like pop, like one of the most uh, into pop, I guess I'll lean, um, or I have leaned in my stuff as an artist. Um, yeah. But I've also got some stuff that's pretty acoustic, like the hardest part or potential, which is a little bit more pop rock and band driven. And I, I really enjoy like having fun and not really committing to one, one genre in that way. Yeah. 
I think that I think that's awesome about you. You're like a chameleon, like a tiramisu, oh, all different kinds of layers and flavors. I love it. I well, love it's it. Fun. I mean, like, I think it's the cut. Like, why not? You know, like I, as a listener, I'm into so much different types, so many different types of music. So, like, as an artist, like, I I want to take the opportunity to take that inspiration and put it in a bunch of like, you know, throw something at the wall, see what sticks, and see what feels yeah. good. Absolutely. Did you write this song with another person, Hadley? Potential? Because I mean, when you okay, when you write a song like this, I mean, how can you tell when a habit becomes a pattern? Like, oh my, like just straight to your gut, right? It's <laughs> like a thought that comes into your head, into your brain, and like stays there for months, like a year, until you're like, okay, it's still there. That's a song, you know. Mm -hmm. A line like this: "Will we grow out of growing pains, or outgrow each other first? Like they just cut right through. Like, what's the process here, Hadley? It's fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really proud of that song. Um, I wrote that song by myself and um, that came from a lot of journaling about where my headspace was at the time. And it was the kind of thing where I really just wanted to find common ground with somebody. And I think a lot of that is admitting like, okay, I'm not the only one at fault. You're not the only one at fault. Like kind of the, what is it like the sum of two parts is bigger than I can't remember I'm butchering this quote yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you know what I'm talking about but right. the whole thing where it's like you can talk about the faults that each person in a relationship or a friendship or whatever has and then you can also talk about like what's going on within the interpersonal aspects of it and I kind of similar to what I was talking about about like when I started writing music like I just wanted to find a like music is my my favorite shade of therapy and how to like just understand the human experience and specifically mine when it comes to my stuff as an artist and nice. so this was a definitely a way to to further understand interpersonal relationships you know <laughs> it, it is like therapy it's like you're like you're giving headspace you know like your own yeah. therapy thank you Hadley on, on behalf of the world absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's one of I mean I don't know where my head would be if I didn't have the outlet of journaling and music and being able to kind of like, is that, I mean, that's what drew me to music in the first place is like hearing songs, growing up listening to a bunch of different music and hearing songs and feeling heard, like feeling like I, there were emotions or feelings that I was having that I hadn't really talked to anybody about and like stumbling on a song that like just set out, like could have been taken from my diary, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, as a songwriter, it's my, one of my goals to kind of reverse engineer that and hopefully be that for somebody else, you know? Amazing. Amazing. And we're talking so much about your songwriting, but your guitar playing, like, let's not forget about <laughs> it. So, so you grew up in Winnetcott, about 16 miles north of downtown Chicago. Uh, you mentioned 10 years old, you get the guitar. How did the guitar come to you? Musical family, gift? How was that whole period? I believe I got it as a birthday gift for my 10th or 11th birthday from my parents. Um, and so I, I uh, lived in Winnetka outside of Chicago for the longest when I was a kid, but I moved around a bunch and okay. I think I was living in outside of Kansas City, Kansas at the time. Um, and so I, um, I had been playing kind of backtracking. I'd been, uh, my parents put, put me in piano lessons when I was six and I think I played okay. until I was like 12 um cool. and then I got a guitar um I was listening to a lot of I grew up listening to a lot of the chicks and a lot of like just a lot of, it was a lot of country music but also like you know Michelle Branch Vanessa Carlton that kind of like right. song that the, the late 90s, yeah, yeah it was great and I um 
I wanted to, I got the guitar and I think the first song I ever learned on the guitar was Traveling Soldier by nice. the Chicks. And yes. it just hits me right in the heart still to this day. Um, yeah, and I, I started playing it and then I think I got distracted and more involved in the singing aspect of things and choir and musicals and all that stuff. And then kind of came yeah. back to the guitar as a teenager. Absolutely. Let's talk about choir there for a second, because at New, at, New, at New Trier High School, you know, you're part of the vocal jazz ensemble. You do the alto, you know, you oh, yeah. do all, these, all these great experiences. You travel the country. Um, what are your memories from these times, Hadley? And, and how, did they, how did they help you become who you are today? You know, Oof. Uh, I learned I there's so much of my experience with choir that still applies to what I do on a daily basis here as a singer like not only as my own like making my own stuff as an artist but like I do a fair amount of background singing too and so to be able to like arrange different vocal parts and like hear different like hear the voice as an instrument that can really elevate different people's songs or my own work or whoever's um there's so much of that educational aspect from high school and choirs and, and like my vocal jazz ensemble especially like that still applies and I, I learned so much from it and I I'm so grateful for it. Wow yeah love that part and you know we're gonna have to you know there's so much to talk with you like we're get, we're gonna glance over but you know you go to Berkeley School of Music one of mm -hmm. the best schools in the world you start performing at the bitter end in New York clubs like that the yeah. Grand Chicago you know some of the like really iconic, you know, like really good venues. Things start happening for you, Hadley, basically. Um, Boston Brook, 2013, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when, did, when did it become clear, Hadley, like you, you, that Nashville was like the next evolution for you? Um, so at Berkeley, they uh, had this great uh, spring break program where they essentially like bust, I think 100 or 120 kids from Berkeley down to Nashville every year to kind of like. Hadley, that's the difference. Like I'm from Miami and like you see all these kids in spring break in Miami. And it's like, that's why I moved to Nashville because of the spring break experience you're talking about. It's, it's wild. Yeah, it's I mean, like it wasn't like a typical college spring break by any means. Like we definitely like we came down here and camped out just like on Music Row for five or six days and got to see different panels and performances and, you know, kind of from all over. So like you got uh, different producers that would just talk to you about their experience working as independent or contracted producers in town and like more people on the business side and um, in publishing. And then we got to like actually meet Berkeley alumni who were functioning like members of the national community. So it was so fun. It's a, it was a cool like window, like it was a crash course on like what of, on like the opportunity that you could take yeah. advantage of here. And I I knew that I, I wasn't totally sure what area of the music industry I wanted to be in when I once I moved here. Um, Cause at school I studied both music business and songwriting and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be more on the business side or the artist side or the songwriting. I didn't really know and, but I knew that kind of regardless of where I'd land I, I wanted to do it within these city limits. Yeah, so you fell in love with Nashville without mm -hmm. the actress saying? Head over heels, yeah. Why, why, do, why does Nashville do that to people, Hadley? Like, I, I look around, I've been here four months, it's it, same thing happened. It's like, why, it's, it's like, it grabs people, doesn't it? It does. For me, it was really like, 
I, I was really lucky that a bunch of, or a, a handful of my friends from Boston were also going to move down here. And so I was really lucky to start my experience here with some sort of a community built in. But as I spent more time here, like that community aspect has never, like it's only gotten stronger and cast a wider net. And that's, that's been the thing that like, that the reason why I don't consider leaving is that my community is just here. Like my, some of my best friends, my producers, my bandmates, like, and it's the, it's such a community that believes, believes in um, rising tides, raise all ships and it's so supportive. And we, you know, now that I get into your sound, we like the city needs people like you, like, like, like to add different flavorings, you know, because, you know, we love the Americana, we love the country, lane, we love all that stuff. We have them on the show all the time, but there's only one Hadley Canary, not many. So we need you here. We need whole you thing. Here. I've, I've been here since 2014 and, you know, that's, it'll be seven years in August, which is wild, but I just within that short, relatively short amount of time, like I've seen the just like with new people moving here every day, like you see the scene diversifying within itself and all these little pockets in like East Nashville and like the nations and like there are all these little with more people that move here, like there are more like niches and genres being like cultivated and more underground scene underground scenes popping up. So it's a really cool time to be here it's, it's the best and yeah. um and, and one of the cool places in nashville is called the, the listening room and uh you know a couple days ago from the time that we're taping this uh you made your triumphant return to uh one of the stages there at the listening room right i did <laughs> so I did. I mean, so obviously yeah like okay the past year has been rough for songwriters all that stuff we've been we've, that's been covered to death but let's talk the, the good the positive how was it to get back on stage hadley listening room with your guitar and your songs it was wild it but like so the listening room is doing shows like socially distanced and safely and at a limited capacity and i'm so grateful that venues are like be but are able to do that safely here um and it was i said to, to someone that night like this is it was all too familiar and somehow completely foreign like i my my i it took a couple songs to feel like I like was starting to get my sea legs back especially just like talking in between songs like there's there's sitting down and playing the things that I've played for years and then there's like oh I have to talk about this like a human again like in front of people you know and not just to my sandwich Let me yeah exactly so it was I mean it was an emotional experience and a bunch of us on stage it was um for a few of us it was our first show back and my, I didn't know it at the time, but the last show, like last proper show I played before the world shut down was at the listening room in February of 2020. Almost so it was just a little over a year and it was wild. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I was just here. Like this was the last show I played. And I was like, wait, no, it's been 13 months since this has happened. Um, and it made me, it, I, I said this uh, yesterday, I was, or I was thinking about this yesterday. Like I, it was the first night in a long time that felt normal, which is weird because like, you know, what does that mean anymore? But it's, it was a really beautiful uh, way to kind of start, hopefully start this next season, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is your purpose, Hadley. Yeah. 
you know, I, I know you studied business administration and all that, but just listening to who you are and, and connecting with you, like your purpose is to give the world your music. So that's, I think what you're referring to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So I asked Brie Kennedy, our friend of the show, this question. So I got to flip it, right? You, yeah. you, met her, you met her at, um, at, at a high-end burger restaurant in, in, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So how did you connect with Brie Kennedy? Like, like she approached you, you approached her, like she came from LA, like how, how was that whole meeting? Was it like friendship at first sight? <laughs> um, it was not friendship at first sight for no, not that it was like anti-friendship by any means, but we just, you know, we worked next to each other for several months before we like became capital F friends. And so, you know, it's kind of like a, a classroom friend or an office friend. Like it's, you kind of, you make friends with someone who you spend a lot of your time with. And then I like after a bunch, after like a few months, we grabbed a beer and I, yeah. And it was kind of, we started just talking about music and our, like as we're rolling silverware next to each other and being like, do you like this artist? Yeah. I like this artist. Like just talking bonding in that way. And I'm, you know, six years later, here we are. And she's one of my best friends and my favorite person to collaborate with. Great deal. Great deal. Well, Hadley, you've been so cool with your time, so generous, but I can't let you go without playing Flip the Tune with you, which, okay. uh, you know, three, let, let's see how well you know your songs. Ooh, okay. that, these are the rules. We're going to play three, three songs of yours uh, in 10 second clips. So three 10 second clips in reverse. And then uh, we're going to see, we're going to see how well you know your songs. What do you think? Okay. Are you, I'm down? Game. <laughs> are, are you down for the game? I am. I am down. Let's do it. All right, cool. All right, so let's party started. <laughs> Here we go with the first one. And away we go. Is that painkiller? It is painkiller. Unbelievable, yeah. Hadley. You know, <laughs> I haven't played this in a while, and we said perfect time to bring it back. It has to be a cool right. guest. It has to be a cool person. There you go, painkiller. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're going to do great in this. I can already tell. Oh, we'll you're see. So I'm nervous. All right, here we go. Flip the tune, song number two. Here we go. <laughs> The painter. That is painter. Okay, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I was st- almost borderline stumped. <laughs> a borderline stumped. No, good, good, good. <laughs> unbelievable. You're you're going for the trifecta. Very good. Ooh, let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Hatley Canary for the trifecta and flip the tune, and away we go. <laughs> funny though <laughs> well for a second i was like wait okay that's definitely brie but right. <laughs> that's the hardest part that is the high- look at you I-, I feel like i could do the whole discography with you and you would just like do 100 <laughs> percent. unbelievable i uh, just listened to my own demos uh, too many times <laughs> too many times i mean you killed it hadley canary oh, thanks you have said it all today 
what a great artist. So lucky that Nashville has you, you know, so lucky that music fans can have access to your music. You're an amazing talent. And thank you so much for your time, Hadley. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to people who showcase different types of music in this city. And so thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, Hadley. Take care. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.